0: everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us.
1: Fin 7 is... Uh notoriously famous uh, cyber criminal group, and I, I think it's one of the most research groups uh, that is currently out there.
0: That's Ilya Volovic. He's the research team lead at Gemini Advisory, a recorded future company. The research we're discussing today is titled Fin7 Recruits Talent for Push into Ransomware. so you can focus on your core business goals, confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com.
1: They have really made themselves famous by Conducting a lot of malware campaigns uh, that were targeting point of sale systems, and they gained a notoriety in mid 2010s, I would say. Specifically, uh, the the large hack that they had was in 2018 when they uh, compromised Saks Fifth Avenue and Lord and Taylor stores, where they were they have stolen payment cards, and they subsequently posted about five million of those payment cards in the dark web. Which uh, you know we've reported on way back in 2018. And with payment card industry, you know it's kind of it has its ups and downs, and uh, it's it's still obviously currently still happening, uh, uh, but cyber criminals are always looking for new ways and new spheres to expand into, right? So okay, yeah, we used to steal payment cards, but what else is out there? Where else can we make money? And you know, ransomware has been, um over the past few years has been uh, um also been getting a lot of high level visibility uh there's a lot of articles that is being written about it uh, it's been on the news a lot and the uh, ransomware teams are making quite a bit of money right so fin7 being that they are you know a very powerful team they 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 have incredible infrastructure uh they said well listen how about we expand into this right so why don't we take a piece of that pie so it appears that they have been getting involved with this ransomware business because, again, you can make a lot of money in that from the cyber criminal's perspective.
0: Right, right. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're a criminal organization with a lot of moral flexibility. Let's expand into a new area, right?
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, uh, let's continue along just some of the, the background here because, again, in, in 2018, I believe it was the U.S. Department of Justice that uh, released information that Fin7 was posing as another company. What what can you tell us about that?
1: Uh, Correct. So in 2018, uh, the Justice Department did uh, reveal that Fin7 was posing as Combi Security, which was a fake cybersecurity company. And uh, it was involved in hiring unaware um, IT specialists, essentially, kind of like what we're going to talk about today. So this is like a precursor to what they did today. This was a few years ago. They already tried that out. So this Mm. was uh, something they attempted to do. And interestingly, in 2018 as well, they arrested one of the uh, Justice Department, you know, recently released information that they have made an arrest in 2018 for. A system admin uh, that worked for Fin7 or was involved with Fin7, they say he was one of the higher ranking individuals within Fin7, who initially was hired by Combi Security as a IT specialist. So this Combi Security posed as a cyber criminal company. They hired this system admin to work for them. They pretended to be a legitimate company. He started working for them. Then he started to say, hmm, you guys are doing something wrong. Uh, Let me get a piece of that pie So instead Hmm. of saying Raising a red flag and saying hey this is like Wrong I should report you guys Or I should let somebody know that something Is happening he said huh I can make a lot Of money here Hmm. Uh, So he stayed on with them and uh, He was uh, arrested And he was recently sentenced I think uh, In April or March of this year He was sentenced to 10 years
0: Wow Well, Lynn, let's move on to the recent report here. What is the latest from Fin7?
1: So uh, the latest, uh, so uh, it it appeared that that tactic that they used in 2018 with Combi Security worked well for them. You know, they obviously found some individuals that worked for them. So they decided to repeat the same tactic. They essentially created this uh, company called Bastion Secure, uh, for short, BS, as we internally call it, a BS <laughs> company. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah. They created this company and, and on the surface, it looks absolutely, you know, it, not absolute, but it looks very legitimate, right? Hmm. They had presence on these various job posting sites uh, in former Soviet Union. They had their own website and they were looking to recruit some IT specialists into their company by unwitting saying, hey, you know, we're in the cybersphere. Uh, you know, come work for us. And um, essentially uh, they reached out to like a lot of people, I'm sure saying, Hey, you know, come on board. Uh, And what we noticed is that they really operate like a small startup company. Well, maybe maybe not even a small startup company, but a regular startup company. They have very professional demeanor. Their website looks very professional. Uh, Their communications are very professional you know, when they were recruiting uh, our source, they essentially, our source had no suspicion that anything was really wrong. Hmm. Because, you know, you would think, like, right, cyber criminals, they're going to be, like, very criminal and maybe speak in a certain way and do things a certain way, right?
0: (laughs) Right, a very Hollywood, uh, Hollywood stereotype of what these folks might be like.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. But no, these guys have been around for a while. So very professional communication. Now... Granted, looking back at it, we can say, well, you know, they reached out to you on, you know, via email and then said, hey, let's talk on Telegram. So there wasn't really a phone call, but, you know, so the, their initial communications happened over the Telegram with the HR department. Uh, and, you know, looking back at it now, we can say, well, that was a little suspicious. But you have to remember that Telegram is uh, really being widely used in, uh, in, in uh, Eastern Europe as a form of communication. It's really nothing out of the ordinary to use Telegram to communicate with your employer um, so really didn't raise any, any red flags at that point. So, you know, and then they reach out to you and they say, Hey, we are Bastion Secure. Uh, you know, we, uh, we are this company. So you go on Google, you know, as any, anybody would, and you Google search for that company and uh, Google would return a lot of companies named Bastion Security because kind of like name is fairly generic and it kind of overlaps with similar Named entities and similar named companies, right? Mm, so when you put mm-hmm. Bastion Security, you uh, you know you'll have news articles that come out saying uh, or Bastion Secure or Bastion Security or Bastion or variations of those words. Uh, so there's you know good amount of information on Google for that. Particularly on their website, they listed an address in England, and when you go to that, you know, and you look up that address, it will show you that there was a company named Bastion Security. Right. That used to be there. But but again, like if you're just doing a surface search without digging into it, you're going to see, yeah, you know, at that address, there's Bastion security. You're, you're not like really paying attention that the, the Fin7 company is Bastion secure, Bastion security, fairly similar, right?
0: In terms of attracting the folks to come work for them and making it appear as though these are legitimate jobs, what sort of jobs are they hanging out there? Are these? Are they, they? They say they're looking for pen testers or red teamers. What? What are they trying to attract?
1: So they're trying to attract a uh, quite a few individuals. So they're looking for programmers um, that, that are proficient in PHP, C Python. They're looking for system admins. They're mm-hmm. looking for reverse engineers. So we believe this is kind of like. Um, Something they want to like they build they want to build a staff that is capable of conducting tasks necessary to to do a range of cyber criminal activity. But again, on the surface, you know, if you're a cybersecurity company looking for these for these specialties, there's nothing really out of the ordinary. But you know, looking back at it, and you kind of know what they do, and you can say, well, you know, why would why would they look for a system admin? Right, a system admin is somebody that can really map out a network of a company, right? They can figure out, well, how is this network built? Where would a system admin, like a legitimate system admin of that company, where would he hide his backups? Where would, you know, how would he use his network? Where he would place all the various things that are interesting to these ransomware teams. Uh, So system admin is like an interesting one. Same thing with reverse engineer. Maybe, you know, they trying to look at antivirus software, right? And seeing if that antivirus software is capable of detecting their malware. Uh, so we know Fin7 is using this malware called Carbonac, right? Mm. So for example, they may need to test their malware against the new antivirus system. So they maybe need a reverse engineer to kind of see, well, you know, how do we make our malware non-detectable, uh, non-detectable by the antivirus?
0: Now you mentioned that they're operating out of former Soviet countries. Are are these are these offers? Are, is it a Russian language situation where they're going after native Russian speakers, or how is it going? How are they going about that?
1: Correct. They, uh, you know, as many of us know, uh, you know, a lot of cybercriminal activities happening on the dark web, Russian language dark web. Let's put it that way. And uh, so naturally, of course, they are going for those uh, Russian speakers, you know, any of these post Soviet countries, people speak, uh, you know, have that common language. And, you know, it's not only because they speak Russian, but because the the salary that, you know, you get in those countries for performing some of these duties is fairly low. Uh, So say, for example, like, uh, you know, your programmers, your system admins, your engineers, they could be making, you know, thousand bucks a month, $1,500 a month which is really low for them, you know, from, from our standard. But right. in those countries, that's a good salary, you know, that's a perfectly normal salary. Hmm.
0: So your contact here, the, the person who, who drew your attention to this, how far down the path did they get before they, they started to realize that something might be up? And what was it that tipped them off?
1: So they got fairly uh, well into the process, right? So they went through the initial HR interviews, again, which were very professional. There was really no red flags outside of maybe like, hey, listen, I, I'm, I really haven't spoken to anybody on the phone or I haven't been to their office. But otherwise, everything seemed to be fine. Then they uh, you know signed some work agreements. Then they signed some other documents. They were sent some packets about working for the company, Hey, this is what you should do, shouldn't do. this is how you set up your PC to stay anonymous and things like that. So everything seemed very kind of like as you would know you know as you would coming working mm-hmm. for a larger company. Then he st- there was a, a test session where they tested our source essentially, again, they were uh, on this messaging uh, platform. And uh, they test, you know, after the HR, there was a person that tested their knowledge uh, in the IT sphere, right? So they asked them a bunch of different questions, seeing how they respond to these questions. These questions ranged, right? So like, what ports do you use, or how does this system work? How what's HTTPS and things like that, right? So from Mm -hmm. very basic to more advanced items. Uh, Mm -hmm. Once they were done with that, the the next stage was like, hey, we're gonna give you some of these tools that we use. Which, by the way, were disguised as, you know, some of the some of the tools that pen testers, like even in legitimate companies, uh, when they do pen testing of companies, they use some tools that are kind of can be both used for legitimate pen testing and they can be also used for illegitimate reasons, right? By cyber criminals. Right. Sure. So he was sent a bunch of different tools. Again, if you look at these tools and you say, well, you know, we're a cybersecurity company, some of these tools can be used legitimately. However, some of the tool, some of the other tools they were really disguised tools, the tools that hmm. say, for example, "Hey, this is Checkpoint Software," for example, uh, which is a legitimate company that does create legitimate tools. However, it, it was just in the name that this was Checkpoint Software. The actual software that they were using on malware software, if you will, uh, uh, was a uh, disguise like a control panel. So again, you know, tools with disguise. So at the first look, you're like, yeah, you know, these are tools. This is kind of interesting. There were some other things that were sent to them, like manuals and things like that. Uh, So at first glance, it's not really a red flag, maybe like a yellow flag. Oh, this is interesting. I've never worked with any of these tools. You know, what are some of these tools? So you maybe Google them and you research, well, what is this tool? What is that tool? And right. you kind of get like dual information. Well, yeah, this could be used for pen testing. Oh, yeah, cyber criminals do use this. So you're like, not a red flag, but maybe like a yellow flag. Uh, so once the process of that training and testing has been complete, that was like kind of the, the latter stage was like, okay, you are good to go. You trained up. In a short time, we're going to start on an actual real-world assignment. And that's when the kind of red flag was raised and said, well, okay, well, we're going to do this assignment, but do you have any legal paperwork for this? Do you have, there there should be some kind of legal paperwork and why we're doing this and how we're doing this. So questions started to get asked. And once you start asking those key questions, the company is like, well, you're asking too many questions. So (laughs) that was kind of like
0: the end of
1: it. (laughs)
0: Now was that the end of it? I mean, did the did your source then then walk away?
1: Correct. Yes. So yeah. that was the end of it because again, there were again from the initial stages, it wasn't very suspicious. But once you start asking questions and you're not getting the answers that you know you were hoping to receive, and then you start looking back and saying, well, you know, these tools they could be used for bad stuff. On top of that, I'm not really getting any legal paperwork confirmations for what we're about to do. Uh, you know, I've never really met them. I've only communicated with them on the messengers. Okay, these are now red flags. So this is now everything is getting red flagged.
0: So this person then gets in touch with you and, and shares some of these tools that were provided by Fin7, going by the name Bastion. How did you all connect the dots then as you started to look at these tools?
1: Correct. So these tools were... You know, once you kind of like start looking deeper into it, you start realizing that, hey, these are post exploitation tools that are being used by Fin7. Because again, as we kind of talked about in the beginning, Fin7 is probably one of the most researched uh, cyber criminal gangs in the world. So there's yeah. a lot of information out there. What kind of tools are they using? What kind of tactics are they using? So, you know, when we looked at these tools and we started to do analysis, uh, and, uh, you know, with, we did it in conjunction with the Recorded Future, and you know there's a, which is a great resource to us to use. Obviously, there were definitely clear signs. Hey, these are the tools that were previously used by Fin Seven. These are the tools that were created by Fin Seven. So some of the tools that were used by Fin Seven, let's put it this way, they could be out there, right? Like say, for example, if it's a version one of certain malware, it's been around for five years. Anybody really could have this tool, right? Because maybe mm. somebody bought it and they're using it, they're widely available to anybody. But some right. of the tools, they really like latest model stuff, right? So this is like latest iteration, latest versions of these tools. So when you're looking at it, this and you're like, well, this is like a latest upgrade of, of the tool that was used in the past, well, who could be using that? So there were some clear signs that, hey, these are really um, Fin7, the actual company. And again, and you kind of parallel that with a fake company, Bastion Secure, very well made. And you draw a very, very close parallel to what they did in 2018 with Combi Security.
0: Is Bastion still out there trying to attract uh, would-be employees?
1: So, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. So when we initially started looking at the website, and this was some time ago, quite a bit of time ago, um, a few months, and their website was built which was a copy of a CNS website, which is, again, is a legitimate cybersecurity company. Uh, theirs was a copy of that. And when you look at the front page, the front page looked complete. You start looking at some of the menus, the menus looked complete. But when you start looking at the sub-menus, those sub-menus weren't filled in yet. Or they were filled in, but you know, still had the CNS logo or CNS Twitter handle or mm. just sentences mentioning CNS. So it wasn't a complete site. Some pages would outright would give you a 404 error, meaning the page is not available. And uh, funnily enough, the error would be in Russian. So that's like, oh, you <laughs> see, you know, these guys are pretending to be this huge international company and that that has a you know head office in London or in right. England you know, why you have like Russian A <laughs> yeah, little,
0: little bit of a red flag there.
1: Right, for sure. And <laughs> the same thing with the source code. When you look at the source code, it had some references to the CNS site. Now, over time, up until we published our report, they would patch it up, right? So they would actually develop those submenus. So when then we looked at it again, we're like, oh, this submenu uh, was not working before and now it is working. This submenu did have CNS information, but it no longer has it. So they edited it. Uh, For example, on their website for vacancies for the jobs, it was really empty. There was nothing there. And then we started seeing, okay, now they have postings for jobs on, on that submenu. So what that tells us is that this was a big project for them because, again, we can see that you know they put a lot of time and effort making the page look and appear legitimate. There was some text that was taken from CNS, but the text was edited to make it you know so it's not as obvious that it was from CNS. Some text, again, we caught it before it was edited, but then we saw, hey, this was already edited. So mm-hmm. they were actively working on this Bastion Secure. They were actively working on building that image of Bastion Secure. Right up until the point where we released our public blog, uh, where we exposed them, so we believe that yes, they were actively searching for individuals to work for them. It seems like it's a tactic they they were uh, really planning to use, hiring these unwitting, you know, IT specialists to work for them without really revealing who they are.
0: So, I suppose uh, everyone should be on the lookout for if they spin up yet another company that with with a new name that uh, attempts to do similar things. It seems to be perhaps a pattern for them.
1: Oh, absolutely. We really haven't seen it, you know. When, when you're dealing with research and, uh, you know, you're dealing with the dark web and you're dealing with analytics, you can always say like, yes, of course, uh, you know, you have a job market in former Soviet, you know, just like any job market, right? There's a lot of people that are looking for jobs. There's a lot of IT specialists out there in those countries. And, you know, they all, they're looking for a job. So it's not really out of the ordinary for cyber criminals to go out to that marketplace and try and find somebody that can maybe write a code for them. Like they'll find a programmer that will write a code for them. They won't really tell them what the code is for. Uh, maybe they won't share the whole picture of what that program is for. So it's not uncommon for them to do that. But to do it at the scale that Fin7 is doing at it, you know, building a website, coming up with a name, uh, you know, they came up with a name with like multiple different companies, you know, creating addresses, creating job posting ads. Um, and they're not doing it once they're doing it, you know, the, this is the second instance where they've done it. It does seem like they believe that this is a good venue. Who knows, maybe their plan was to create this bashing Secure site, uh, this company, and then they would come to like legitimate companies and offer their services and say, hey, listen, we'll do some pen testing for you and things like that. So, hmm. uh, you know, they could be approaching not just hiring individuals, but also building themselves this fake enterprise essentially. Uh, what they maybe would say, hey, oh, you guys got uh, ransomware. We're going to come and help you negotiate. You know, we are this company called Bash Secure, which is, again, something we saw in the past um, in one of our articles that we wrote about uh, some uh, ransomware tactics, uh, ransomware teams tactics and how they operate. Uh, they'll have these middlemen that will, you know, once the ransomware attack happens on the company, they'll have a middleman that will come out to that victim company and say, oh, listen, I can negotiate with you. But that person could actually be working for the ransomware team. So, you know, if we're looking, taking a step back, what could have been out of this Bastion Secure? That could have been one of those things. They create this fictitious company that would, you know, on the one hand, they would conduct the ransomware attack. On the other hand, they would come in and say, hey, we're Bastion Secure. We're going to help you patch all the holes. We'll help you to negotiate. But you got to pay us or whatever. (laughs) So they Mm -hmm. could have been double dipping there. Um, yeah. The extent of what they could be doing with this is really quite large. so uh, we're kind of happy that we caught them in this process of still building this website because again, as I mentioned, you know a few months ago it wasn't a complete site. They were definitely working on it. It's definitely actively working on that site and on that image. So it could have been really bad news for, for some.
0: Our thanks to Ilya Volovic from Gemini Advisory for joining us. The research is titled Fin7 Recruits Talent for Push into Ransomware. We'll have a link in the show notes. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR The Cyberwire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing Cyberwire team is Elliot Peltzman, Trey Hester, Brandon Karp, Peru Prakash, Justin Saby, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner.